one of my professors told me about her PhD experience and, you know, what she was doing in consulting. And, and I said, you know what? That's it. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to go all the way to get my PhD. And then 11 years later, of course, I finished with my PhD. So I have my undergrad in English, my Master of Divinity, and that took me about four years. And then the PhD took me about five years. Welcome to the Live, Lead, Last podcast, and thank you for joining us for this week's episode. I'm Lisa Duvall. James and I love connecting with you every week to share some inspiration and a few nuggets on how we can live our lives intentionally, how we can leverage our influence to make a difference, and how we can make an impact that lasts. James, today's guest, is absolutely crushing this in his life. Yeah, he really is. Dr. Jose Rodriguez, or Dr. J, as you will hear me refer to him as an overcomer. And personally, I love to hear stories of people who may not have had the best start in life or have had some major setbacks in their life and still overcome the odds and go on to do something awesome. Dr. Jose is a pastor, a life and business coach, and author of a brand new book, Authentic Faith. He's a husband, a father, and the host of a podcast called The Attitude Zone. Here's the cool thing about Dr. J's story, though. He was a high school dropout, and he went from getting his GED all the way to earning a PhD. I am so inspired by that. But before we jump into the conversation with Dr. J, we want to say thank you for continuing to listen and support the podcast. We know the best way for the podcast to continue to reach new listeners is by you sharing it with your friends and family. So thank you so much. Yeah, it's hard to believe that we are only three weeks away from the end of season one. Amazing. Yeah, we are already working on plans for season two. And with that said, we would love to hear from you. If you have some feedback that you like to share with us about the podcast, or maybe some topics that you like to hear us address in the future, or maybe there's people you would like for us to have on the podcast, would you leave us a comment on either Facebook or Instagram at Lively Last Podcast? Or you could also go to the link in the show notes and send us a voice message with your feedback. The show notes are always available at www.livelylast.com. All right, let's jump into this week's conversation with Dr. Jose Rodriguez. Dr. J is so great to connect with you today. I've really been looking forward to this conversation. The first time I became familiar with your story, I knew I wanted to have you on the podcast. So thank you so much for making time to be here on the Live Lead Last podcast. Thank you. Thank you for having me. It's an honor and a privilege to be with you. Awesome. I guess the headline of your story would be from GED to PhD, and that is really so cool. But could you share some of your story that led up to you making the choice to drop out of high school? I think I was a pretty bright kid, smart as far as as it came to education and the such. I did well with that, but I, I did have a lot of other, we'll call them issues, challenges that I was, I was drinking. I started drinking and smoking when I was about 12 years old. And then I started working to kind of keep up with my habits because of course my parents weren't going to give me any money for that. So I started drinking and smoking right around the age of 12. And when I turned 16, I was a junior in high school. I got a full-time job. My first real job was at McDonald's. And so I went and I worked McDonald's and I would leave school right around 3.30, 4 o'clock going to work right around 4.30 and then leave work at closing, sometimes midnight, one o'clock, depending when I got done with, with work. 
And as we got into my senior year, the money was really good over the summer between my junior year and my senior year. I was making what I thought was a lot of money at the time. And then school became secondary. Partying and doing all the other extracurricular were first option. And then eventually, about three months before graduation, I just I couldn't do it anymore. And I just decided to drop out and not go back to school. So after you dropped out of high school, you spent some time actually in the military, correct? Yes, sir. You're in the Navy. Is that right? Yes, sir. So tell us a bit about that journey and how that experience impacted your life. Well, after dropping out, I I kept working for about a year. And then I realized that I really wasn't moving, advancing as I thought I would be. And I was getting in more trouble in and out of jail a few times, fights and just different things. And I thought, you know, I, I should join the military and see if they'll help me out. And I joined about a year after I had dropped out. So in April of 1990 is when I went to boot camp. Soon after that, the original Gulf War, the Operation Desert Shield, Desert Storm started. And I was part of that. We were part of the battle group. I was stationed out of Virginia after boot camp. We went over there and came back and saw some things. I I told you I was 18, 19 years old when I went over there. And you see some things that 50 year olds haven't seen. And it, it affected me in some way with the PTSD and the such. And when we got back to the States, I just got to drinking even more. And I wasn't doing drugs at the time because I was in the military, but I I was drinking extensively. I, I was drinking quite a bit. I got injured 91 and then again in 93, they're working on the ship. And that's when I got out back in August of 1993. And then I came back and went back to my old habits. And this time adding to my drinking, I added all kinds of drugs and such to that. So it was a downward spiral. Wow. So was there a catalyst that initiated your desire to go back to school and get your GED? There was, of course, after doing everything that I was doing, the drugs and all at the age of 25, the the day after my 25th birthday, I had been invited to church oftentimes, you know, with my mom and I went Mother's Day and I tried it. And then the day after my 25th birthday, I was really depressed. And I really went to the Lord and I said, if you're really there, if you're real, then you have to do something here because I will not wake up not another day like this. There was a Bible study that my mom had invited me to. I didn't want to go because I had planned to in my life that day. I had all my drugs there and I was just going to OD and just call it a call it a life. Somehow I, I can't relay it. I can't explain it. But somehow I was downstairs and looking up at the apartment where I lived. And then a few seconds later, I was right in front of the door of the Bible study. And, and there was a voice that told me, don't go in there. And somehow I went and I knocked on the door. I, I have no memory of how I got there. And that's when I had my spiritual conversion. I became a youth pastor right away. I got into ministry. I told the Lord, you know, I'm going to serve you the rest of my life. It was in 1996. And then in 19. 19- I got married to my wife. 2008, here we are close to 20 years after dropping out of high school. My kids are eight, seven, five, and four. And I'm looking at them. We're homeschooling and I'm thinking, how am I going to tell them and really defend my position that education is very important? Then I realized, you know, I cannot have just the GED. I don't think my children will ever think that I'm a loser, but I did. And I was thinking, I cannot have my children think of me as just a guy that just got a GED. So I went to school with the intent of getting a bachelor's. One of my first classes, one of my professors told me about her PhD experience and, you know, what she was doing in consulting. And and I said, you know what? 
that's it. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to go all the way to get my PhD. And then 11 years later, of course, I finished with my PhD. So I have my undergrad in English, my Master of Divinity, and that took me about four years. And then the PhD took me about five years. I finished my undergrad in two years, 26 months, because I, I knew that wasn't my finish line. Wow. It's amazing. I mean, the fact that it was delayed is one thing, but there's never a, a wrong time to start, right? It, and that was the right exactly. time for you. And it's amazing that story of how you did that in 11 years and the inspiration of your kids to be a catalyst for you to do that. You're a church planner, you're a pastor, but you also have a podcast that you started several months ago called yes. The Attitude Zone. Can you tell us a bit about that podcast and the purpose behind it? Yes. It took me maybe about a year to start it because I really, I'm very critical. <laughs> so don't do that. Don't, don't be too <laughs> critical with yourself, but I'm very critical of myself. And every time I try to start, I just wouldn't. I needed everything to align. I needed to know the purpose of the podcast and talking with my kids and talking to friends and colleagues. I finally came to the conclusion to title it The Attitude Zone. And the whole premise of the podcast is to examine and develop the right attitude for life and success. I believe that our attitude determines our altitude. So we'll never go higher than our attitude allows us to. You know, there, there's a basketball player, probably heard of him, Allen Iverson. Yeah. And he was a great basketball player. His attitude wasn't all that great. One of the famous interviews that he had was about practice. Yeah. <laughs> and a few years after that, he was out of the league. And I think it's a combination of attitude and character and behavior that, that causes all of that. I want to be able to help people develop the right attitude for life and for their success. That's so good. Your attitude is so powerful. Robert Green in his book, The Law of Human Nature, says that you can change your circumstances by changing your attitude, right? Exactly. And you just mentioned Alan Iverson changed his circumstances with a bad attitude, right? Exactly. That's Our right. attitude can determine a lot of what happens to us in life. If you have a bad attitude, you see the negativity of every circumstance. Mm -hmm. And But if you change your attitude to a positive attitude, you can create actually opportunities out of nothing. And again, going back to your story, I, I think the attitude that you took to go, man, I, I'm going to do more than just my GED. You got a vision and I'm sure that there were times that you had to stir up the right attitude to see you through those 11 years of, of course, getting your yes. PhD. On your podcast, you talk a lot about different components of attitude and having the positive attitude. I, I really enjoy your podcast. Thank you. If you were to give two or three thoughts around how a person can improve their attitude, what would you suggest? First thing, there's a question I ask my children all the time. They've come up to me and they said, dad, so-and-so said something about me. And this is the one question I ask, is it true? And then there's two answers to that. Yes and no. So when I ask my kid, is it true? They say no. Then I tell them, don't worry about it. If they say yes, it's true. Then I tell them, well, then fix it. Yeah. Because everything has to do with you. So don't allow outside influences to determine your happiness, your vision, your destiny or anything about you. You have everything you need in life. And we live, you know, for us here in the greatest country in the world. 
we have every opportunity to accomplish anything that we want. Yeah. Just don't allow people to limit you. Yeah, that's so good. There's a, a great book that I read this year, Play Those Lemonade Stand. It's by Tom Morris, who's a philosopher and taught at University of Notre Dame. And he talks about this idea that whatever circumstances come our way, it's it's the old adage, you know, if the life gives you lemons, make lemonade. Right. But the choice of how we choose to approach any situation, whether it's good or bad, that allows us to turn that situation to either positive or negative and right. to not allow it to affect who we are as, as individuals. So what's the future plans for the podcast? Do you have any future plans for how you see the podcast growing? Well, I'm hoping to continue to grow my audience. I, I want to be able to use it as a bridge over also to some of the courses that I'm going to be teaching that can help people, for example, overcoming obstacles. I want to use a podcast really to empower people to become the best version of themselves. And I'm looking to, you know, in the future, get some guests on and, you know, hopefully I can have you come on on my podcast as I'd well. I'd love to. That'd be great. You know, just try to grow it right now. That's great. And I would say that one of the things I really enjoy about your podcast is you have this easy listening voice. that's just kind of soothing as you're talking about different aspects of how we approach life. And you always interweave some really great stories. You're a really good storyteller. So I know my listeners would really enjoy your podcast. So I'm going to make sure we put a link to the podcast in our show notes so people can go check out Attitude Zone. Thank you. I, I do appreciate that. <laughs> just anything we can do to help a fellow podcaster. We know it, how tough it is. So Dr. Dr. Jay, we, we like to play a little game with our guests that we call Would You Rather. Mm -hmm. So are you up for that? Yes, sir. Okay. Yes, sir. So I'm going to ask you five Would You Rather questions and they're, you know, not life changing or anything, but love to know how you would respond to these. Here's okay. the first one. Would you rather lose your sense of taste or your sense of smell for the rest of your life? I would say my sense of smell. Okay. Any reason why? I think my taste can give me an impression of what the smell would be. <laughs> That's a good answer. I like that. I like that. Okay. Here's a second one. Would you rather be a trendsetter or a record breaker? I think a trendsetter. Okay. I'm more of a, um, a forerunner. I'm a visionary. I like to start things. And if somebody after me does it better, then that's great. That's awesome. That's awesome. Okay. Here's a little sports one for you. Cause I know you just came from the gym and would you rather play one-on-one -on -one basketball with Michael Jordan or LeBron James? Michael Jordan. Okay. Going back to the classics. <laughs> yes. Well, you know, growing up that that's the, that was our generation. Michael Jordan that, was, that the... was our generation. And in addition to that, Michael Jordan changed the shoe industry. Yeah, that's true. And and I would I would love just to to spend a few moments with him, just picking his brain about business and attitude and the such, because what he's done, the the result of his life is pretty amazing. Yeah, I think he might have a better chance with Michael too at his age than maybe hang in the game. <laughs> <laughs> okay, here's another one. Would you rather happiness or hope be sold in vending machines? Hope. Hope. Yes. I think hope is what keeps us alive. Yeah. The hope of a better tomorrow, the hope of a better future, the hope of marriage, the hope of our, our children, of grandchildren. I think hope is what keeps us going. That's good. Okay. Last one here. Would you rather always feel rested or always feel motivated? Always feel motivated. 
rest can lead to laziness. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Motivation can lead to some great things. Yeah. I figured you were going to say always feel motivated. Somebody who finishes undergrad and two advanced degrees in 11 years is pretty motivated. So Dr. J, it's been really awesome. Thanks again for being on the podcast. If listeners wanted to learn more about you, where would you send them online? I would send them to my website right there. You can find the links to my social media. It's drjgrod.com, drjgrod.com. I'm going to be posting a little something about my book as well on there. That's right. My, my book's coming up here November 9th. Tell us a little bit about what you're writing. It's Authentic Faith is over 20 plus years of ministry. I've noticed how we label ourselves so freely, label ourselves Christians, and how so many people have really just lost their appetite, if you will, for Christianity because of the fruit that is available from, you know, self-proclaimed Christians. And authentic faith is more of a challenge for Christians to live more of a discipled life. Awesome. You say that's coming out November 9th? November 9th. Yes, sir. Awesome. Awesome. I'll have to get a copy of that. I'm going to put all your links to your website and your podcast on our show notes so people can find that. This has been really cool for me. I've been looking forward to this interview and this is our second time connecting face-to-face and you're a great guy. I look forward to following your journey and leadership, following your podcast and continued success there and knowing that you're going to grow a tremendous community of podcast listeners who are, you're going to impact their attitude and impact their life and being a role model for what it means to actually live out your influence every day. Thanks again, Dr. J for being on the show. Thank you, sir. I, I really do appreciate you taking the time to do this for me and any listeners that I have, I'm going to direct them over to you as well. I think you're doing a great job. You and your wife have some incredible guests on there. And so thank you. I have really enjoyed getting to know Dr. J. We have connected a couple of times now and I find him to be a very humble and thoughtful person. And he has such a soothing voice. But Lisa, the focus on having the right attitude is so important to leading a life of influence. No one likes to spend time with a person with a crummy attitude. No, they do not. That's so true. Attitudes are contagious. They spread like wildfire. If you spend time with people who have a positive attitude, it lifts your attitude as well. And if you hang out with people with bad attitudes, attitudes, their attitude will rub off on you and bring you down. Your attitude can either expand or limit your possibilities. The reality is attitude is key to success and leadership. Someone posted this illustration on social media a couple years ago, and I screen captured it, and I think it's kind of cool. So if you were to take each letter of the alphabet and assign a corresponding number, so A would be 1, B would be 2, C would be 3, and all the way to Z, which would be 26. Okay. And then if you were to spell out the word knowledge, which we all would agree is important to be successful and have influence. All those letters and that word knowledge combined together equals a total of 96. Now, if you do the same thing with the words hard work, which again, we would agree is an important piece of influence, the total number would accumulate the 98. Now, if you do the same thing with the word attitude, guess what it totals? 100. Maybe it's a coincidence, maybe not. But attitude is important to success and leadership and influence. A recent quote I've heard about attitude that I think was pretty clever is, your attitude can be determined by the direction of the corners of your mouth. So if they're up, it's a positive attitude. If they're down, frown, it's a bad attitude. I have considered that as I have walked through my day. It's just that I'm going to posture my face toward the attitude that I want to have. 
So there are a few ways to maintain a positive attitude. Here's just a few. Include something positive in every conversation. Don't be the annoying person who's making up stuff, but actually choose to say something positive in every conversation you're in. Replace negative expressions like I'm afraid with a positive expression like I'm confident. Surround yourself with positive people. Personally, I minimize time spent with people that are in a negative, ongoing negative place. So create some natural boundaries around those friendships or relationships without dropping them like it's hot. (laughs) But you do need to manage that how much negativity, how much of the garbage meter can you take? Exercise. Exercise releases positive chemicals into the bloodstream. This is an amazing way to feel great about your day. It's so helpful to me and to you, James, is when we start our day out that way, it's, it postures us in a place of a great attitude. And practice gratitude. Gratitude is the quickest way to change your perspective and turn your frown upside down. That's right. That's right. Yeah, some people have a tendency to either fake good or fake bad. And those people who are constantly faking bad with a negative perspective on life are the people that you want to either limit your time with or avoid altogether. So Absolutely. You can a positive attitude. So those are all really good suggestions. So to wrap up this conversation, I like this quote from Oprah Winfrey. She said, the greatest discovery of all time is that a person can change his future by merely changing his attitude. And I think that's so true. Well, next week we have John Beattie on the podcast. John has done the seven summits, which means he's climbed the highest mountain in all seven continents. Wow. And he's also the author of a new book written for young men called The Warrior Challenge, Eight Quests for Boys to Grow Up with Kindness, Courage, and Grit. So you won't want to miss it. I would say John hasn't done seven summits. I would say John has conquered seven summits. And he probably has a good attitude about it. He probably does. I don't even know sometimes if I can conquer climbing in my bed, much less seven summits. It's going to be really good. Uh, I can't way. We invite you to subscribe. And if you're willing to leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts, that would be amazing. It will help us get the word out and help others find the show. You can also follow us on Instagram and or Facebook at Live Lead Last Podcast. Leave us a message or a comment. We'd love to hear from you. As always, we want to encourage you to lead your life and leverage your influence today in a way that leaves a legacy you want for tomorrow. Until next week. Bye.